Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, Cooperative Podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener, if this game is a creme de la creme of co-op or something better off playing solo. So it's New Year, New Us, Nave. Howdy. That's right. And we're starting it off with a real banger of a title for you guys. Is uh, that right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get to it in the final review as a little pre-taste, but I hope they like a little alien action you know in space no one can hear you scream is that from aliens yeah that was the tagline that went along with aliens that's a pretty good tagline i just thought that that was a saying like just a normal saying yeah it's from aliens they put it on their little poster and everything Sick. so nave i noticed you did not put anything in your games you're playing this week list what's up with that are you rebelling well because we this recording's pretty close to the last one and the only thing we've played is Aliens and a little bit of Stardew Valley. So, I mean, I guess I could talk about Stardew Valley, but we've literally played it for about an hour. And what an hour that was. Indeed, I died. And I died multiple times in the cave. First thoughts? I'm a little sad. Of Stardew Valley? Yeah. It's super chill. I've just been fishing since you left. Just fishing a ton. You know, that was how my first playthrough of the game went, was I was just fishing. Yeah, I looked on a true achievements for at a walkthrough and to like min max the game and i was like like one of the first things that someone says i think in a comment or something was like you should really just play this <laughs> like just play it however you feel like playing it at first yeah, it's supposed to be like animal crossing it's supposed to be natural yeah so i was like well i guess i'm going to the sh- to the to the beach then do you think it's weird that like i'm not sure how other people's experiences are in games like this but there are certain things i'm just like attracted to like in Animal Crossing, it was also just fishing. Like that was like my favorite thing to do. And like I've caught every fish in Animal Crossing at this point. So there's just no more fish for one. me to catch. What? In the new one? Yeah, the new one. Yeah, I don't think I ever, I never get very close to completing anything in any of the Animal Crossings. I think mostly because I, I don't normally like time skip. And then I don't want to play the game for an entire year. <laughs> so yeah. I, I usually play it for about three or four months and get everything I can in that short period of time. And then just every now and then check in afterwards. I think pro- that's probably most people's experience. Well, I actually share the town with my daughter, so we don't do any time skipping. So I did it legitly. Flex. I think, th- I don't know where I got this from, but like the guys who made the idea of the game and like how it is in real time it was because they would be at work and then they would get home and their daughters would be asleep and they wanted to play games with them so they made this they made the idea of this game so that they could be in this one town and i think it was for the nintendo 64 uh disc drive you know that thing that only released in japan yeah that was where it was supposed to release on but they couldn't get the technology to work very well but it was like they wanted the game to remember that they went into a dungeon and came out with this stuff, and then the daughter could use it later on, that same stuff that they went and got in a separate uh, play session. And it's nice. like, thinking about it that way is like, these guys are geniuses, you know what I mean? It's like, 
when back in the day when this didn't exist like how do they come up with these ideas like i always wonder how naturally things just kind of unfold whenever you're being the uh the the what is it the, i was gonna say the pathfinder but i don't is that right the trailblazer trailblazer that pathfinder's like fucking is that outriders <laughs> is that what that's yeah. from <laughs> they're pathfinders and outriders i think yeah uh-oh I've got that fucking last episode on the brain. But yeah, Stardew, Animal Crossing, game's good. Which, have you seen the rise of these other kind of semi-casual games like My Time in Portia? Uh, what was it, like Moonglow Valley or something? There's one called Graveyard Keeper that's pretty cute, where instead of a farmer, you process people's dead bodies. <laughs> but it's like exactly the same game, except that's in there instead. I think you do farm in that game too, but probably I never got very far in that game either. I don't get very far in any of these games. Well, a game that I am slowly making my way through is old Dragon Quest 11 echoes of a distant time past remastered edition or whatever the title is. Old Japan. Yeah. Old Japan. Uh, Nave, when you played through it, what battle system did you use? What do you mean? Like I just been putting it on full auto like every time. Like so, the game's playing itself. Yeah, I did. I did do that towards the end, but like once you start getting into like really intense boss fights, the boss will smack you down. Well, so yeah, like you do every time to, like, a actually... boss battle comes up, I take control and we end up just whooping them easy. But every other fight, I've just been able to auto through it. I think what I usually do is I'll control my character and then I'll let everything else auto. Is that a, is that something you can that do? That is an option. Yeah, I think that's that was my main thing. Because uh, I would always have a magic user and a and a buffer in my team, and they always like knew what to do with like they knew more than I did when they when we needed like magic defense buffs and stuff like that. Yeah, the AI is really smart as far as like the auto battling goes. Like there are certain techniques like that they could do a little bit better, like in the boss fights if they're using certain abilities like. In the boss fights, I know I'm like, just nuke them. Use the strongest everything. Just go all out. Whereas like in little like little battles, they're a lot more efficient as killing the large groups and using like certain spells and stuff. Yeah, I realized that the hero will almost always use like the most. I don't think I don't know how far you are, but there is a there is an attack that is really strong, but uses up most of your magic usually. And yeah. You will always use that if you That's have funny. it on auto. And it will just obliterate small mobs, which is like, I guess that is the most effective way. But then you have to like recharge your mana. So it's like not very money efficient, which didn't matter to me at that point in the game because of, I think, like 12 or 13 episodes ago, I talked about how I was like abusing the, uh, the silver slimes. Yeah. Oh, the gambling part. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's Dragon Quest. Uh, be sure to check, and I'll let you know whenever I beat the game. I think I'm like 25 hours in at this point, and I have not filled my party out because I've been taking it very slow. Yeah, I was going to say 25 hours is about a third of, third of the way, but if you haven't got all the characters, you're about a quarter of the way. I just got the the flute guy, the circus performer. Oh, uh, Silvando? Yeah, who's... Um, I can't tell if he's just like effeminate or what his thing is i don't know it never really comes up he's just kind of like that but um he's probably my favorite character 
He's really good yeah, he's throughout funny. the whole throughout the whole game every time because there is a point in the game where well it's a JRPG like a, like characters get separated from you so that's not like a big surprise but yeah. um that way that way you get forced to use other characters in your party that you don't use but um every time Silvando isn't isn't a cutscene predominantly I'm always just smiling <laughs> he's pretty good I like all of them so far except for um. I don't remember her name. Veronica's sister, who just seems like wallpaper. Is it Serena? Yeah, that's Selena. It. I can't remember. It's Serena, I think. But yeah. um, she gets better as well. She, her, like, there's a reason why she's like that, and it kind of develops throughout the game. Like, she, she's a pretty important character. Okay. Uh, which to touch in with what we talked about last time on Halo, Nave, I made it to Plat. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Wait, in a in solo controller or in open? A solo Xbox controller. I am plat now. Nice. I'm not even plat in solo controller. Oh wait, no, never mind. Yeah, I am. I'm diamond in open, and I'm plat in solo controller. I think I'm silver in open, which is bummer city. Yeah. What is it, Molly? Do you see my dog right now? Yeah, she is up in your business. She said, "Love me, father." She just got sick and threw up. Jump! Don't be a coward. Do it. That was an All excellent right. jump. Yeah, she's afraid of the slippy floor in the kitchen. That's where my... This is like the kitchen dining room area is all wooden, and she can't keep her grip. She's like investigating everything up here right now. And to be clear, your recording studio is positioned right next to your... In your kitchen, right? Right next to the fridge? For yeah, easy access? So I, can, so I can go and uh, grab a couple beers if I'm playing League to of keep course. the demons away. Uh, that pretty much covers the games we've been playing. Now, I think we should cover some quick kind of news and updates. So just updates for the pod, uh, since we haven't recapped this in a while. Uh, listeners at home, if you hear those little like ads, a little cross, you know, ads that like come in during our break segments and whatnot that cover other pods, those are our cross promo partners. Uh, we work out a deal with them where we play a little ad on their show. They play a little ad on ours. And you guys should go check them out. All these people are pods that I have personally vetted and listened to got in contact with them so there's no losers how about you guys go give them a listen if you got the time there's quite a bit of them no yeah i bring it up because i think i just signed like five new deals that should be playing right now maybe in the next break you'll hear them but give them a shot which like nave i know we talk about how many podcasts we listen to but i've been listening to so many different podcasts it's just crazy the amount of variation that's out there what were you saying earlier, like off pod about some of the ones you were listening to or talking about? Oh, I was talking to people in this forum just about podcasts in general. And every time I asked them what kind of podcast they liked, they were it was just a completely different answer every single time. It was like, I like listening about uh, ghost stories. And I'm like, oh, what? There's a which uh, what was it? Pretty early on, we had a lot of support from Mission Spooky, which is that is just ghost stories. So go check them out if you like ghost stories. But um, there is a there's a wide variety. There's a lo- there's a lot of true crime. A lot of people like that, or like book reviews. I never knew about. There's like sports podcasts, and like of course there's politics and stuff. Of course. So, like my my very small niche of podcasts is these guys are pretty funny, you know, and that's how I decide if I like the podcast or not. If uh, depending on how much uh, they make me laugh, because there's enough sadness in the world. I don't need to be entertained by more of it i actually listened to a pretty wide range of thought because like i was thinking man i'm pretty niched in too because i just have like 
kind of funny guys, and then I have like Dungeons and Dragons actual plays, and then all the media one like comics books and uh, video games, movies, that type of stuff. And then I was thinking about um, one of my favorite podcasts. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but Batch Bitch, where it's these two <laughs> girls and they talk about The Bachelor, but they end up not talking about The Bachelor a lot of the time. Just a shout out to them. Like, we're not really like in any contact with them. I just enjoy their stuff. So kind of like how we're a co-op podcast and we barely talk about co-op games, like right this moment. <laughs> yeah, I guess. With that, Nave, let's move on to our brand new segment. What's it called? Co-op in the news. Is that it? I don't know. I couldn't think of a good name for the segment. And name then we have pending. A, a sound. And then that's the sound. Perfect. It was, do that every time. All so right. you this is where you. we find a game or something going on upcoming in the future, future time. And we just kind of talk about it. Nave, I saw you were on Rainbow Six Siege earlier today in the menus whenever I was messaging yeah. you. Well, it was that, actually at like, at like 3 a.m., Oh, okay. <laughs> when I, I when I get really drunk for some reason, I feel the need to play Rainbow Six Siege. Well, have you heard of Rainbow Six Extraction? Uh, yeah, it was in the what was it in uh E3 or whatever? Yeah. I don't remember. I saw I saw a trailer for it a while back. Yeah, well, it's a spinoff of Siege. Apparently, there was a game mode that was called like Outbreak or Infection or something. Yeah, in they have a Siege. bunch of game modes. There's yeah. one currently right now. I think it's a snowball fight, and I didn't play it's... any of it, but. That sounds actually really fun. Yeah, it looks fun. I just was too drunk to learn how to play it. I just decided to play Quick Play. So, Rainbow Six Extraction. Which, by the way, it's we're what? recording on New Year's Day. So, everyone was drunk yesterday. It was intense. I hope they were. Yeah, I was like, it was like you were either playing with a child or you're playing with a really belligerent adult who is very likely to team kill you. And then you're like, oh, I'm oh. <laughs> you're waiting for the round to be over so you can team kill them back. It's pretty so fun. this game looks like um, XCOM if it was a first-person shooter, which did they do that? Uh, they made a third-person shooter, yeah, a spinoff title in like the 80s. It was pretty cool. I never finished it like most games, but like most games. But in this, uh, what really kind of hooked me is it's three-player co-op, PVE only. Each game is three separate maps, kind of how like Left 4 Dead had four separate maps in each mission. So you have yeah. three separate maps. And each one has like a different objective that is procedurally generated as you progress through them. And one point that really kind of interests me is like you are choosing a character that are based on the Siege characters. I don't know their names. I assume there's one called Doc. There is one called Doc. (laughs) Convenient. So if you're playing Doc and you're in phase one of the mission and you go down, you get Spider-Man wrapped up in a bag by the enemies and they take you away. Well, Doc just, specifically revives people really fast, and he can revive himself. He's the only character like that. Makes me wonder. It makes me wonder how different everyone's abilities are. Because I kind of, you sent me a video, and I kind of skimmed through it. Oh, but, thanks. But um, one thing I noticed was that there's a character named Tarchanka, Chanka, 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 and he's got a, a grenade launcher. But before he used to have a turret that he set up, and one of the highlights of the trailer was. And yes, Tarchanka's turret is back. And then, you know, you get the... You yeah, get the I saw turret. the turret. I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> I like Tarchanka's turret. And so when your character gets captured, then you have to play as a different operative. And in the next phase, you have a chance to extract the Spider-Man, ra- like, you know, wrapped up character. And you have to get him out as part of your normal mission. 
that so makes me feel your... like Back for Blood. It's like exactly what happens in Back yeah, for Blood when you die. It is and just like Back for Blood. <laughs> but I don't know. It just seemed cooler when Siege did it. Or not Siege. Well, I, honestly, I, all of this stuff, you, they didn't talk about any of this stuff at E3. But so I thought this game was just going to be kind of like a cash in, you know, like just make it zombies, whatever, you know, do whatever you want. But looking at this video, like flipping through it, and especially flipping through the comment section of the YouTube video, because of course they took off dislikes, so you can't tell how yeah. many if it's if it's getting if it if, if it's hated or not. But the comments were pretty positive, especially talking about what you just talked about with the uh, getting a different operative on the second mission or the third mission to go in and try to extract Doc or whatever whoever died. It's like that's an interesting fucking mechanic, honestly. Yeah, like, mm. and it isn't it called Rainbow Six Extraction? So I mean, that yeah. it, like even plays into the name. Well, this game is coming up. Uh, I think it comes out on the 20th. This is the first. first. Yeah, we're we're recording on the first. This game might end up in a future episode, but it definitely caught my attention, and I wanted to share with you listeners at home. You definitely talked shit about it in the E3 episode. I did? (laughs) I think think you were like, "Ah, I don't care. And I was like, oh, yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) the video probably wasn't as good as the one we just watched because the – what? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I did did say that. The first video was just like a fucking – just a fucking trailer and then this tra- this video that you sent me i guess we could since we talked about it eight times now we could put it in the description if we can remember but um it is like a breakdown of what the game is supposed to be like there's a guy commentating over a bunch of footage so yeah he's like here's your characters you pick your characters so they have abilities here's your mission each mission has three parts they are procedurally generated like they lay out the whole game and that's what i want in a game trailer at this point, you know, like I, I like cinematic trailers or just like teasers, but this is what, I don't know, convinced me I want the game more than, uh, I don't know. Some trailers are just done bad. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm flipping through the comments now and it's like this guy right here, Luis Alfredo Barrera. This yes. is not an endorsement. He could have a fucking YouTube channel of a bunch of racist shit. So I don't, I don't endorse this guy. But he says the trailer just did a 180 on my expectations. They should have led with this and all the upgrade and variation stuff from the beginning, which is exactly what you were saying. Yeah, he said it better than I did, or more concisely. Maybe that's what this whole segment should be about—is just reading YouTube comments on trailers. No, no, we're not. We're done with this. We need to move on. Okay. Well, do you want to say anything about Rainbow Six before we get out of here? I'm just at first I was a little worried because they were all the same characters, but now that I'm watching more of the gameplay, I'm kind of like, it's it's nice because I play Siege, but I get kind of burnt out faster because I've played it for so many hours. Now having that in like a different like setting, like different set and setting, you have all the same characters that you know and love. It's kind of refreshing a little bit, and I bet for the for the uh, team making the game, uh, it was refreshing for them too to stop playing in that same sandbox because this is this looks purely pve so they can get as ridiculous as they want with like because there's like additional gadgets and shit like there's all kinds of new little like things you can use like there's like a halo drop wall i don't know if you saw that yeah uh, and then there's like a little super mario sunshine flood squirter that squirts away the dirt (laughs) like i I saw that too yeah like um, it's weird how they focus on that aspect and i'm like okay they can clear the terrain I'm like, they had that in StarCraft, you know, whenever the the aliens would show up in that one. But we talk about those gadgets. It's kind of interesting because the game that we covered this week, Aliens, uh, actually had a big feature on consumable gadgets that you were always using each mission. And seeing that, I'm like, this looks like gadgets done better than Aliens, you know? Yeah. Spoiler alert. 
Yeah, spoils. Anyways, let's let's move it on. So at this point, did we do any Twitter stuff? No, I forgot. Oh yeah, no Twitter. Plus, we kind of just rushed into this episode. We both happened to have some free time today. Nave wasn't working, so we were like, "Well, let's knock out a, re- a recording session." So we didn't have time to Twitter crap. But here's where I make my plea to you, dear co-op listener at home. How about you go to our little Patreon and become a recurring donor? And maybe we can do games that aren't on Game Pass, such as Rainbow Six Extraction, because I don't know how much it's actually going to cost or if it's going to be free to play. It is Ubisoft, so I'm not sure. I mean, Rainbow Six Siege has been on Game Pass for a very long time, so yeah. I don't know. I don't think it'll be Game Pass early, but it'll, it'll be there eventually. I'm, I'm almost positive. But in case it's not, go support us and become a patron. Thank you. And let's take a quick break. Boom, 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 I ate all of those corn dogs when we were playing Stardew Valley, and I'm really upset because no, I didn't realize. Yeah, they're like little baby corn dogs. You cook like five at a time. Just fucking I know pop what you're talking your about. Mouth. Yeah, they're yeah. delicious. And now they're gone. I really need to go to the co- this store. I'm running out of food. I'm going to die. And speaking of going to die... Nave, let's talk about Alien Firestorm. Wait, hold on. What's the name of this game? I don't know. Alien Colonial Marines 2. Firefighters. Hold on. Oh, Aliens Fireteam Elite. Of course, Nave. You didn't know that? Yeah, well, you put in the notes Aliens Fire Alarm. So I went back to look and I was like, well, that's not that's not right. So I'm just going to shut up. Yeah, so this game... Uh, was developed by Cold Iron Studios, who was formed just to make this little gem of a game. This is their first game. It feels like it. Well, th- I'm sure they have a lot of uh, talented help. Like, I know, like, you know, game studios hire from other game studios a lot of times. So there's probably yeah, people like that are right working. right now, um, the Tomb Raider guys, what is what are their names? I can't remember. From Square Enix, they're helping yeah. with the production of Perfect Dark. Hmm. Well, we'll take a closer look at that when it comes out. Fuck so yeah, dude. It was I'm published by Perfect Dark. Yeah, me too. You remember um what was the one on three sixty that was Perfect like Dark weird? Zero? Yeah. Did was you ever like get a the, the thousand player matches in it? Dude, fuck no, dude. I tried. I tried real hard. I was like playing bot matches like in my like back when I didn't have Xbox Live, just playing bot matches over and over again. So, dear listener, let's just talk about this game real quick because I really want to talk about it. So, <laughs> Perfect Dark Zero, like, this is the series is the series that wanted to be the 007 series, but with a different IP. I, I have something. Just keep going. Hopefully, yeah. like, this is my So, brain. there are so many tools and gadgets and guns that are just either inefficient or they're just kind of gimmicky. They don't really do a crazy amount of stuff. But this game was also very early in the 360 life. I think it might have been a launch title and exclusive. And so this is back when we were desperate for gamer score because, of course, whoever had the best gamer score was the better gamer. And this game had some crazy achievements in it. So you'd have this game. It's like play a thousand online matches, get a thousand kills in online matches, just all this endless crap. It's like the seriously 2.0 achievement from Gears of War and just stuff like that. So you can only get these by playing online. And I can't remember, is this the one that had the achievement for like become number one player in the world and ranked or something like that 
I don't remember. I hate those achievements, though. They were there's a couple of achievements like that in a uh, Tom Clancy's uh, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Oh my god! And they that is it's and there are still I'm pretty sure there are still people trying to get those achievements playing that fucking game. So, like I don't know, this game is just so weird because you think like oh maybe uh, since they had time to like make it for the new Xbox something like that like it's uh, finally crafted to use the new technology. And it's like, yeah, it looked pretty good at the time, but some of the balance things are just weird. Like, I remember there was, like, a sniper rifle that, like, all the weapons had alternate fire. So there was a sniper rifle, and its secondary fire fired a laser beam, like a, just a scouting laser. And if you put it on somebody, it would fry their radar so they couldn't see, like, enemies around them. But what would be the point of frying someone's radar when you could just shoot them and kill them? Like, yeah, like it was just weird stuff like that. Like they had all these cool ideas and they just kind of threw them out there and they're like, it's a game, I guess. All right. So speak like speaking of 007 um, on my Twitter, I got graced with a a news article from trueachievements.com that says Goldeneye 007 Xbox achievements are here. I know. I saw that same link or the same. Did you see that? Yeah. Holy shit. I was thinking about, it was so sudden. Like I think their actual post was, we weren't expecting this one. We just picked up a new achievement list for an unannounced GoldenEye 007 game. And it's like, and do you it think it's going like to be a remake, a remake or I mean, a reboot? I, it looks like a it looks like a re-release. Yeah, but um, it does mention multiplayer in the achievement list. So I'm really hoping that means online multiplayer, which means community game night 007. Who wants to get fucking folded? Like the rest of them, because I will take you down. You know, I never really played uh, Goldeneye growing up, but I played Nightfire. That one was my bag. I don't know what Nightfire is, and but I played I played a little Goldeneye, but I mostly played Torok, which I will fucking fold. There's online multiplayer in Torok one and two as well. Meet me in the fucking streets oh in Torok two, and you're gonna get the cerebral bore. I'm fucking telling you. Which Nightfire, do you know what that weapon is? Is it the one that fires a worm? It, it, the cerebral bore it fires a fucking drill mine into their sc- into your skull, and so it drills into your head and then explodes. It's the most metal shit. It is the most metal weapon that's ever existed in a first person shooter game. Well, what's that? What was the uh, the torque bow from Gears of War? Didn't that do basically the same thing? No, the torque bow just blew your head off. Like if you if you headshot someone with the torque bow, it just your head just fa- it take the arrow takes your head off. It doesn't even blow up. Mm-hmm. All right. But you just get hit with a torque bow and you blow up. So, I mean, that's a pretty fucking metal weapon as well. Yeah, it's a, a bow with a stick of dynamite tied to it. You know what else is a super metal weapon that doesn't seem like it? The fucking Needler from Halo. Like, yeah. have you ever read the books? The Needler is like a fucking death machine. I think it's weird how they like, they're homing in bullets too. Like, that's like an extra step from all the Covenant weaponry just being like, you know, superheated plasma launchers to all of a sudden you have these homing razor sharp needles that explode on contact or after, you know, embedding themselves. Yeah, they're like big pink crystals that just float through the air at you and then stab into your body and then explode. And if there's a bunch of them, then they super combine and then explode more. Yeah, (laughs) bigger, bigger death. You're even more dead, which led to our game type of uh, Pink Death that we played in Halo 3, where you're super fast and can fly, and everyone is just infinitely firing these very slow-moving needler projectiles, and there's you're just like a cloud of them. 
Yeah. So you can outrun the bullets, but you'll come around the corner while someone is just endlessly shooting and you'll just go into a cloud of these razor razor blades. And our favorite map to do it was we just put a whole we just made like a giant grid of uh of uh contain shipping containers like on their sides so yeah. that they're like pillars. It looked like if you ever seen the first Mortal Kombat movie, you know the scene where Johnny Cage fights Scorpion before they get, before Scorpion takes Johnny Cage to hell where they're walking through the trees and it it looks just like that. So you'll just be running down this little like grid and then all of a sudden you'll come around a corner and there's already a giant cloud of fucking needles coming at you. And I'm pretty sure you died like instantly when you got yeah, hit we by would needles, make right? Insta death. So one needle would kill you if you got hit. So you were just running around shooting constantly. It's fucking awesome. We should remake that in Halo. Halo Infinite. Well, I bet the it inspiration be that hard. was actually Bomberman for that grid map because it was just like the pillars in Bomberman. That makes sense. It it Think about the Bomberman map, ladies and gentlemen. You oh remember Bomberman Zero? The no, fucking, I didn't... The, the fucking so... uh, limp biscuit of Bomberman games. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the fucking disturbed... Dude, look it up. Is, is it Bomberman Zero? Hold on. Is this a Werehog situation? Dude, it is. Oh, it is Bomberman Act Zero. That's what it is. Just look at the, uh, just look at the art. Oh my god. You know, I think I saw this on the shelf and just kind of disregarded it. This Dude. looks like, you know how they made a movie off the Battleship games? And it's yeah. like an actual movie? It looks like they, the movie they make off a of Bomberman. I almost want this to be the uh, the episode art. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have rights to it, but I wish we could. It's fucking great. What are we talking about? We are talking about... Um, aliens firestorm and they me, were put what i bet i think i well hold on let me let's put a youtube link in the fucking let me see who i know there's a youtuber bomberman x zero that i fucking watched that talked about this oh matt mcmuscles this game is awful dude I'm just, you know how you can like <laughs> hover your mouse over it and it shows you a preview of the video. Yeah. And I'm just watching it. It is not looking good. No local multiplayer. I was Big gonna say fat like, what's the co-op? What? There's no fucking. There is no fucking. There's no co-op. It is like a third-person shooter bomberman. So you can't even see where you're at. <laughs> like you are just in the fucking maze. It's awful. All right. So back to aliens. It was published by Focus Entertainment, who is a publisher that makes an insane amount of games. I did not list them out, but they made a bunch. They're, I wouldn't say EA level, but they're up there. And yeah, they quite a bit. Sorry, I'm yeah, distracted. You're good. And this, this game, of course, came out this year. It's actually a pretty new release. 2021. Well, not this year. Once again, it's the first, so I'm already messing it up. It came out last year. 2021. So When did it, it come out? In, in December or November? I think it was like December. It was like a quick release and we instantly snatched it up. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, our chance to review an, a title that's not, you know, Ocarina of Time old and it's this game, which sorry if a little bit of poison is dripping into my voice on that. Nave, uh, just get out of the way. Uh, if you could sum up this game, what words would you use? Just like a, a quick little taste for our listener. Um, an aggressively mediocre co-op third-person shooter yes okay now let's hit some 
finer discussion points. Nave, what do you do in this game? Uh, you third-person shoot. Yeah, that's the whole game. Like, and you think like, oh, that's you know, that's Gears of War or whatever. Well, Gears of War had a banger soundtrack, awesome, you know, art style and a voice story acting. to go alongside with it. Yeah, voice acting, interesting, like an interesting setting, interesting Whoa. enemies. Things now, are interesting. Nave, this has an interesting setting, though. Think about it. This is based in the Aliens universe. Like, me and Jana have seen all the Aliens movies, Prometheus, some of the Predators. What is like, Prometheus? Is it like a spinoff movie? No, well, it was the it was like the next one in the series. That oh, it was like happened. Aliens colon Prometheus? No, it was literally called Prometheus, but it was an Alien sequel. I know it's, it sounds hard to keep track, but it was a part of it. If you told if you told me to guess what Prometheus, what this plot of it was, I would assume it was something along the lines of like following Achilles into the battle of Troy or something. Or I think I just well, got two fucking characters mixed up. No, the whole was premise, Achilles and Troy. Yeah, I think so. There's a movie called Troy. Yeah, in that Troy, had Achilles in it. I'm yeah. pretty sure. All right, but what were you in, saying, Philip? <laughs> okay, so I mean, do you want to take a guess what Prometheus is about? Oh, okay. Well, now that I know it's about aliens, is it about finding a, a, a marker that's turning people into zombies that worship the aliens? That's really close, but no. There's no way. No. So Prometheus, you know, he's famous for being the god that gave fire to the humans, right? So Yeah. These forerunner aliens lit, land on Earth, and they use their body as, like, the genetic makeup that they then spread into the waters of the earth that eventually evolve into all life on earth. And some humans discover the spaceship that's like chilling in the North pole or something like that. They go and they uncover it and they also find some xenomorphs chilling inside it because there's always xenomorphs. I know it looks weird what I'm doing on the camera, but (laughs) my dog is underneath like nudging my hand with her head. (laughs) Like she's fine. I'm doing the same thing with my cat. We're just petting our animals. But anyways, yeah. So that's Prometheus. Uh, Humans find some xenomorphs, which are these aliens that make face huggers and the main antagonist in this game. And they proceed to kill all the humans. But in this one, we're taking the fight back to the aliens. We're some rootin' tootin' marines. Yeehaw, buddy. Let's go roast some aliens. Which meant, apparently the alien movies are like supposed to be scary, but these aliens are fucking bitches, dude. You you just shoot them once with a sh- with a with a shotgun that looks like it's from the 1970s with uh, with like a with a little what is it, a strap that has shotgun shells on the side of it you know what I'm saying yeah, I'm like sure a the rack listener on the can side. like is that is that a, a rack I don't know gun terms yeah me either but um yeah like you shoot them once from across the room with one shotgun and and they just die and I'm like what's so scary about these guys like Alien Isolation seems so much less scary knowing that they could just get fucking taken out by one slug well how often do you bring guns into space isn't that like a a statute or something like we're not supposed to bring weapons into space i'm pretty sure there's a whole call of duty mission about people having guns in space but that whole time i was like this seems dangerous like (laughs) in a space station in a space station (laughs) yeah which that's the whole thing is like the first game it was like there was like one alien and this spaceship crew was having to deal with this alien crawling around the vents like alien isolation it was a horror and they're like we need to get the the ship fixed so we can fly out of here but there's a monster killing people throughout and the ship's like massive 
It wasn't until, like, I think maybe the second and third one when they start introducing, like, automated turrets. And they're like, all right, what if there was a queen? What if there was a crazy amount of, you know, these aliens? And that's when they showed, like, oh, it turns out bullets will just mess them up if you just shoot them a whole bunch. So this game, if you guys will hearken back to the days of the Wii and Link's Crossbow Challenge, where in it you're on a rail <laughs> shooter. That's, like, the first thing we said because we're always like, you know what this game reminds me of? Link's Crossbow Challenge. Because we're just in a space station. There's endless piles of aliens, xenomorphs running at us. And we're just pop, 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 just endlessly firing. Just wrote, like, it looks so good. Like, this game looks pretty. Like, and all the little critters come in. The guns feel good and they feel snappy. And you were just disintegrating hundreds and hundreds of these xenomorphs coming at you. It really feels like a mod of Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, I didn't think about it. But yeah, it's got big Dynasty Warriors feelings. And everything, like, after a long time, like, we played this, we beat this game on New Year's Eve. We beat 75% of this game on New Year's Eve. So, by the end, not only, well, Philip was dragging me through the game hard, but I was also quite intoxicated. And just thinking about, like, I just kept asking, like, how many missions are left? And he's like, we can do this. We've, it's, this is the second to last one, unless they spring another episode on us. <laughs> it's like, we can do this. Come on, just, nay, please. We could beat this tonight. And I'm just like, oh, God, I just want to play something else. Like, it was so serious when at the end that when I woke up this morning, I still felt the effects of it. And I was like, I want to play Stardew Valley or something the opposite <laughs> of whatever that was. Yeah, this game was definitely um, an experience. Uh, like, OK, in my like I put down a lot of notes. Uh, just one note I put down is this. How can a game that sounds so badass be so milk toast? We're space marines fighting aliens on an abandoned space station, and I'm bored while we're while we're playing the game. It was very cookie cutter. Uh, it played it very safe. Um, it's not like specifically a bad game. If this game came out in like 2013, 2012, that's really early. If this game came out in like 2017, like in the 360 era. This would be considered a really good game. Like, it yeah. remembered fondly, I think. Like, 14-year-old Philip would love this game. You know, another game we kept thinking of whenever we were playing this was Earth Defense Force. Oh, yeah. And Earth Defense Force plays significantly worse than this game, but it's so much more campy. It embraces the dumb, like, situation that you're in, where you're fighting 7 billion, in, like, ants that are 7 stories tall, you know, and longer yeah. than a than a train, so it's like or you're fighting a kaiju as it's like smashing some buildings and you're you're using a gun called the air tortoise the finest <laughs> military weaponry and in this game it's like you're using a gun called the ARX17 and it kind of it I don't know it's just it's just not there man you know like the, like everything seems cool on the surface it's like hey you can throw down automated turrets all the time to just like mow them down. It's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Or my first character I chose, like, cause there's of course different classes. I chose like the warden or the guardian or something like that, where he has a riot shield and you can one hand your shotgun, a full sized shotgun. You're one handing it. And, like, I don't know how you're like, you know, cocking it or charging it, but you're one handing it and you have a full riot shield on the other hand. And you're just walking like a juggernaut, just blowing things away. That was really cool. Kind of useless. I switched characters after, <laughs> after like my next chance. And I switched to what I thought was actually really cool. The assault class had a smart gun. 
And I don't know why I've never seen anything like this. Like, this was actually interesting. The smart gun, like, I think this was even in the movies. Like, I think it was in the third one, actually, when the Marine showed up. But it's a gun that has a robot arm attached to it that, like, connects to your body. And the robot arm will aim for you. And so I just had to, like, generally aim it towards the enemies. And it would autocorrect. So it was like a minigun that was, like, homing in on the enemies. I only could, like, load it once before I was out of ammo. But I would just, like, hold it down, look at a hallway, and it's, like, you see the AI tracking, like, jumping around, locking onto all the different aliens as they're, like, rushing towards you. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I love this. There's but a weapon I, like that in uh, Titanfall. Oh, There's is there? a pistol that auto-aims, yeah. It's really, it's, it just has a big aiming reticle, and you just shoot, yeah. and it fucking hits things. It's like a square box on your screen. Yeah. I, what it reminds me of, I think the earliest implementation of that wasn't even a video game. It was... Uh, uh, what is it? Fifth Element? Didn't they have guns like that? Where oh, they did. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It yeah, was like a whole thing where they're selling it. Yeah, yeah. So that's really cool, and it, we're in a futuristic society, so that makes sense. It, but besides the cool kind of setting, I got tired of just sitting there holding down my trigger, feeling my controller vibrate itself to pieces. Because all you're doing is sitting there holding on the trigger for the. It only. I think it took us like eight hours to beat the whole game. Right. Probably not even that. Yeah, like we did have to reset a couple times when we died. And every time we died, it was like, oh, I guess that is a point where we just need to use all our consumables. Yeah, we would walk into a big boss fight not realizing that that's what it was. Yeah. Because they give you most fights were pretty manageable. Like they give you landmines, they give you turrets. And if you use them, it makes the fight easy. It was just knowing when we needed to use them or not. I feel like I've been going on for a minute. Nave, is there any discussion points you want to hit? Uh, this game makes me appreciate games that have like proper pacing because this game does not have pacing like even at all, not even a little bit. This game is 100% all the time. You are constantly getting bombarded by aliens. And the only time you aren't getting bombarded by aliens is when you're walking down empty hallways with nothing in them and occasionally an alien jumps out at you but there are always aliens like there are aliens coming from behind as you're walking down these hallways like it's 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 constant and i i was like messaging people i was like messaging people on discord and texting a friend and like i there was never a moment unless we were done with the mission that i was able to like real quick let me look at my fucking phone because it was constantly happening like there's constant enemies one of the things we had a lot of problems with as well was the ammo and whenever he had a shield character he had a shotgun i also had a shotgun i was like a turret character of course there's a turret i'm going to be the guy that has the turret the sh- we were constantly running out of ammo and using our secondaries which in Car- philip's case wasn't it your shield your secondary no i had a revolver but it was of course a six shooter and it was not a one-hit kill it was just bad the turrets were really bad as well the only thing the turrets were really good for uh like the the one that the turret guy uses because you can have get you can get turrets as consumables as well which are usually like way better than my own physical turret but uh the turrets were good for just getting aggro off of you so because the aliens tended to they have really weird attack patterns and really weird oh, yeah. prioritization like there are multiple times where they would run past two of us to get to the third person in the back just randomly for no reason and a jump on them <laughs> It's it's a really strange game. Yeah, but here's the problem is like this game 
feels finished. It feels polished. I think this is a complete product, which is always, you know, hard to tell whenever a game launches, is it actually finished or not? This game looks finished and it's ready for DLC in the future. But there's so many points where I assume they just play tested this out and they're like, all right, we have guns, so obviously we need to have ammo, ammo boxes. And it's like, would this game have been better if you didn't have to, I don't know, like, I don't know, the ammo seems such a weird point to me because they time out like, oh, they're probably going to need ammo by this spot or in this battle room, they're going to need ammo. But we can always trust them. So we would like clear out a room, pick up ammo, clear out the next part of the next room and then backtrack just to get ammo because we didn't want to possibly deal with running out. It was just, it felt awkward. Whereas games like Halo and Doom, these are different kinds of games, of course, but those shooters manage ammo so like so much differently and it feels so much more natural. Yeah, whereas like in Halo, you're constantly, if you run out of ammo, you just swap. Well, in Halo Infinite, it's a little different. They have like ammo crates now, but um, you just you can just swap weapons and almost all the weapons are viable. Uh, as long as you're not playing like lasso on doom eternal you have your chainsaw which gives you all of your ammo back and you always recharge that first bar of chainsaw slowly that way you never actually run out of ammo and you always you have such a wide variety because he has the infinite backpack of weapons you can just yeah hit the y button and get a new gun out if you're out of rifle you switch to the shotgun you're out of shotgun switch to the plasma rifle like there was always a simple step to move to this is like we're running low on ammo. Well, I hope the game developers give us an ammo crate in the next three minutes. I don't know. It, it, that was awkward. The other thing that was awkward that you pointed out was some of the sound design. Well, like, I I assume, I don't I haven't seen the movies in a couple of years, but I think they're lifting tracks directly from the movies, which are fully orchestrated, very, you know, composed works of music. So... There is definitely certain points where we walked into a room and they are just blasting on these clarinets and flutes. And it sounds like the flight of the bumblebee as we're mowing down all these little critters. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are we listening to right now? Because yeah. <laughs> I had the game turned on pretty low and I had like music playing on Spotify at, with one of my headphones pulled out. And I would still hear it and just go, what is what is the soundtrack? They would lead in with the flutes so heavily. Like, like this is a brutal game about tough space marines firing, you know, 10,000 bullets a minute, just mowing down enemies, and you hear... You think that's what it was like fighting in the American Revolution? (laughs) Okay, that's kind of... I like that. Because this game is very old-feeling, like... You know, it feels like you're playing Fallout. You know, Fallout has that really old aesthetic, even though it's in the future. Yeah, that's normal aliens, like our design. All the computers look like old Macs, you know? Like, like the things like that computers. were used to develop Pong. Yeah, that's, most of the computers look like that. But then they also have hyper-advanced AI that are able to aim, gu- aim the guns for you. Or synthetic humans that are able to carry wrenches. And another thing is like, you you fight another enemy. We didn't even bring it up, but you fight synths in this game, and they're literally just dudes with guns. It just turns the game into a cover shooter, and it's it, it turns the into worst an part. 
it yeah. felt like Outriders for sure. There were occasional times where, because I had the shotgun, and I would literally do the Gears of War stand right on a corner and then just peek out real quick and like not be in cover on the corner, like just physically stand behind the corner where I could just use my camera to see people, like a like a mirror. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> to see yeah. people corner walk peaky. around. Yeah. yeah, and then just blow them away as they walk around the corner. And I'm like, I really feel like I'm specifically Gears of War 2. That's what I feel like I'm playing right now. But in a uh, shallow imitation kind of way, not in a... Uh, it made me want to just play Gears of War instead. I know. Though, like, oh, that's the other thing is like, even with our cool kind of marine abilities, like I had a, a built-in rocket launcher backpack that I could fire missiles every like 20 seconds, or I had a grenade that I would just drop on the ground at my feet. It wouldn't hurt any of us, of course, and it would just like push all the monsters back. But those abilities and this style of gameplay, after playing Outriders, which I had a pretty negative opinion of, Outriders was a better experience than this game. Outriders felt less polished and less finished, but more fun. It had more yeah. of a personality. It was memorable. I can remember things from that game, like specific like lines. I could just remember him turning around and going, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I remember that. I don't remember a single voice line from this whole game. I'm trying to think because there was like there was a couple of voice lines that were just painfully cringe that I was like, I wonder if we should start doing a segment where we just like say like our favorite quotes from the game or something like that, because there was one that was like, has humanity gone too far? It was just one of those lines, <laughs> like the dwarves, they dug too deep because, of course, the, the whole premise of the game. Go, what, what do you got? Well I was going to say Dead Space 3, where they're like, we, we're not going to make it in time. And he's like, well, if we don't turn now, we're not, we're not going to. What did he say? <laughs> do you remember what That's I'm talking right. about when we're flying in the ship? Yeah, like we're like crashing the ship and he's like, we need to like turn right now. Otherwise, we're not going to make this jump. It's like, well, we're just going to have to make the jump now or something like that. And he like <laughs> punches <something>. it. <laughs> yeah, it's just something very generic. Yeah, my God, just these lines, which were so bad because, of course, the game is about the Wayland yutani Corporation, who are always the bad guys. They have collected some of the xenomorphs and they're trying to breed them as bioweapons. Surprise. This happens every every week with aliens, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like this is like the normal thing. And this is the team rocket of the world. Yeah. Seriously, they are. And the thing is, like, they are the biggest like money-making corporation. They can make people disappear. They own whole planets and mining operations. Like it's the um outer outer worlds situation. Outer Outer Worlds? Is it Outer Worlds or Outer Wilds? Outer Wilds is the one where you crash the spaceship into the sun. Okay. The one I had a nightmare about. That game gave me a nightmare. <laughs> Spoilers. I still haven't played it. But Oh, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't game, spoil that specific thing then. It's very good. This game. I don't even know how to say, I just want to say <laughs> I thought you were waiting. I really thought you were waiting for me to interrupt you again. <laughs> God. Uh, the guns are so good. The abilities are good. The soundtrack is questionable. The graphics are great. Like, this game has all the pieces, but none of the personality. And I know that these developers worked hard to make this game. And so it really hurts for me to say that I didn't like it. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I know people, like, I really like the Aliens franchise. I I like games. And I know that people don't make the make the games as like you know a generic day, day job. Everyone wants to be a game developer to develop 
cool games. And I know people worked hard to make this game. It's just not hitting my marks. It's I, I definitely wanted some games to be featured in the, in this podcast that I knew I wasn't going to like going in. This game was one of those games that I was open to, but as soon as I played the first level, I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. And I was hoping, since Philip decided, no, we're doing this. This is going to be the game we don't like, I guess. As soon as that decision was made, I was like, okay, I'm open to be surprised. But I maintained that same lack of enthusiasm throughout the entirety of the experience. And I was like, I want games on this podcast that I that I know I'm not going to like, but I want to have, like, opinions of them and that's probably the worst thing that i could say about this game is that even after beating the game i don't really have any opinions of it it felt like i just lost seven and a half hours of my life just and i have nothing to show i don't even have it's like i don't want to say this episode is not going to be interesting but it's like in my brain i'm like i don't even have an interesting i'm not going to have an interesting podcast presence this this episode because it's like so mediocre all right, well, let's take a little step away from Aliens, and let's talk about co-op in general. Nave, have you noticed the rise in three-person co-op games? Yeah, it's a, it's a very strange number. The original Borderlands was supposed to only be three-player co-op. Yeah, I'm wondering where it really started, because, like, Left 4 Dead, of course, has always been the four payday. Like, that, that seemed the staple, was four-player co-op, because four-player split-screen like that four people on my t-shirt yeah like it's the beatles it's the gorillas it's another band named after an animal yeah i know but they have four characters oh yeah you're right yeah i forget sometimes i forget that that exists that they have the cartoon characters i love the cartoon characters yeah they're tight yeah i mean just look at it like look at the classic fours you have you got brock misty ash pikachu like these are the squads but Three player, three Wait, player co-op. What? You count Pikachu in that? In the you count one of the Pokemon? Hey, look, Pikachu doesn't go to Pokeball. He's not a second class Pokemon like the rest of them. Neither did Tokipi. Yeah, but you she count was, She was an add-on later to try to like attract a certain audience to Pokemon. They're like, look at the cute baby, you know? Tokipi is pretty cute. Yeah, Tokipi. Very nice Pokemon. <laughs> wasn't <laughs> you know? I was wasn't anti-Tokipi. the original. What? Wasn't the original Pikachu supposed to be? Eevee wasn't Eevee supposed I think it was supposed to be Eevee was the original Pokemon that Ash carried around no uh, you're thinking about um Clefairy Clefairy oh, was the Clefairy? original yeah oh in why am I thinking about Eevee I don't know if oh, maybe maybe let's go Eevee I that just <laughs> seeped into my brain into my subconscious like in the manga there I think it might have been called Pokemon special maybe because there's like Pokemon adventures and there's like Pokemon special Maybe. I don't know. I'm not, I haven't read them. You are in deep lore yeah, territory I, This now. is like deep diving. Back before the cards, I think, right? Yeah, because it, it went it went games, cards, then... Anime, then. Then right? anime. Or probably manga first, and then anime? Yeah, then manga. Did the anime? I don't know. I don't know. I know oh, the this, game came out first. This is out of our depth. You know what? If we get some more Patreon subscribers, maybe we can do a lore dive on the Pokemon manga at some point just reading the like a like a like a read-along book club we're just taking pilot play along podcasts fucking ideas oh did they do that too <laughs> no they they played pokemon they play along i'm they sure read there are the pokemon manga 
live on the pod, and we could each voice a different character. Hey, it's a me Pikachu, you know? <laughs> we just get three or four different characters. Just Pikachu, Pika P. Oh my god! All right, so I think we need a quick break, and then we'll come back for our final words. Do yeah. do 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 do. <laughs> All right, do you need right. a break? No. Molly needs to... Poo-poo pee-pee? Yeah, did you see her even Yeah, wake she was up? doing full cartwheels in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, dude, she's, that's her fucking move, the Ouroboros. Yeah, the never-ending snake, or the snake that eases on tail or whatever. Isn't that an enemy in, uh, in Resident Evil 4? Yeah, I think or Resident so. Evil, Resident Evil 5, maybe? I thought you were going to say, isn't that an enemy in Dragon Quest? And I'm like, probably. Everything's an enemy in Dragon Quest. There's like cactuses that look at you the wrong way as you're walking down the street. <laughs> I remember one of the first times I saw one, it was like asleep, and I walked up, and I was like, ah! And it fucking <laughs> attacked me. I was like, oh, God! It was like facing a different way. <laughs> since battle time. That game has uh, touch controls for the phone, so you can yeah. like play that in your bed. You know, I was looking at streaming. Have you played Earthbound? No. In Earthbound, like, you know, it's an RPG, same. And all the enemies are just random things from the street. So it'll be like a mailbox with a set of eyeballs. And it's like, time to fight, you know? Because like, it's yeah. everything's super were, like, American. I think they were, like, trying to, like, evoke a child's imagination, you know? Because I remember when I was a kid, I used to pretend I was fucking killing things in my with my mind. Like, I would, like... <laughs> you, you never do the thing when you're, like, in the in your, in your family car driving somewhere and you're, like, shooting fucking laser beams out of your eyes at the signs? Just... Bah, 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 just fucking... You never did that? You never thought about the guy running alongside you oh, yeah. in the car? I distinctly have memory... Or have memories of Pokemon thinking about that. Like, imagine, like, Arcanine running alongside the car... Like, I would yeah, be bro. playing like, uh, like you know, you you remember uh, N plus? Yeah. Like I would be playing a game like that where the guy was jumping over buildings and stuff. Or you like, I don't know. I'd always look at the street lines as you go by them real fast. The street lines scared me. I don't. I didn't look at. I looked. I never looked it down because I'd realize how fast we were going. Because I would like it would it would give me PTSD if times I ate shit on my bicycle <laughs> going down a hill or something. <laughs> and we're back. So, Nave. Hello. Would you like to go first on your final words for Aliens Fireteam Elite? Uh, yeah, sure. Don't don't buy it. Um, play it on Game Pass for a little while. Um, I I got a lot of I got a lot of the fucking angst off of my chest earlier. So I don't. Whenever I specifically the first thing I said to Philip whenever we started talking today was. You know, I feel like I was a little hard last night on this fucking game. And I probably am being very hard on it. Like, my expectations were were low, and they still disappointed me. That's pr- probably, like, what I'm going to leave off on. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really have... Yeah, that's it. Well... Let me just follow up with that. Nave, what would make this game a little bit better for you, then? Like, what would what are you looking for? I wish the character classes added... Because this is a game where you create your own character. You're supposed to, like, live vicariously through them. But if there were more memorable characters, if there were, like, dialogue, maybe, in some way or fashion, if the music wasn't Flight of the Bumblebee you know, when you were fighting, it was that was so awkward and out of place... Uh, the enemy variety a little bit better because they were all just either aliens or synths with different 
because it's like, ooh, it, this is the synth with the rocket launcher, and this is the synth with the cap with the with the baseball cap. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's baseball like, cap synth was actually the strongest, and I'm like, why is baseball cap a symbol of leadership in robots? <laughs> like the robot with the baseball cap is the strongest one, and the weakest one are the blue collar workers holding the wrenches. You know, it's like, why? Well, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> There's there's different aliens, but it's hard to tell. Like this alien is bigger, so it has, and so it it's gonna take a million shots to kill. You know, it's like I don't know. I can. This is a problem that Outriders had as well with the enemy variety, like just kind of blending in together. Like there are different factions, like in this game, but the all of the the mobs, I guess, are just the same. Then you're mowing them down constantly it and, and there's no variety in gameplay either like you're you are either pushing forward on the analog stick or holding the right trigger down or holding x to turn to turn a button you know whoa, what I mean? whoa, whoa nave if you remember on the last level there was a segment where we had to shoot glowing yellow objects that were lowered from the ceiling a la halo one at the end and that was the only thing different besides guys hold out there's enemies coming your way and you would just hold the X on a door to open it or something like that. Like you'd go into a room and then all the doors would close and you'd be like, oh no, you have to clear the room. And then you'd kill everyone, go to the next room. They'd be like, oh, he's like, you hold down X on a button and it's like, all right, your evacu- evac is coming. You got to clear the room. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Give me something else, please. For a first attempt, I mean, like, it's a fine game. I mean, like, at least they made something tangible and it functions. Like, did we ever crash? You got kicked out of the game once, right? Yeah, like I, I lagged crashed, out actually. once. Didn't I? Yeah, you lagged out and I crashed, right? Yeah. Which is weird because it's not usually the Series X that crashes, but it's whatever. All right, let me get in my final words and we can we can go a little bit. So this game is definitely a finished product. I would not recommend buying it. It's on Game Pass. Log in, play the first level with a bro. Playing this by yourself would be so lonely and depressing. But log in. You do a quick play if you have to. Find some other people, talk to them, and just maybe just shoot some guys for a little bit. You don't really need to play past the first chapter. Like, you play that, see if you want to go further, go for it. Because in our playthrough, we ended up, like, lower level. Like, there's so many higher difficulties and more unlocks you can get. Maybe this game is only good at the high-tier play which would go back to my complaint about Outriders. Like, why would they save the good stuff for the end where we spent eight hours playing through and we felt bored while we were playing? I don't know if they were holding back from us or what, but game developers, you need to you need to put the good stuff out there. Like, give me the... I don't know, I'm trying to think of a game that... Like, Halo hooks you God from like war. the minute go yeah this game i remember the very first god of war where you fight the uh the hydra, the hydra? And the, yeah oh my god that was an amazing like, i was like opening. i am beating this game like i have to beat this game if that was the first dude like come on god so this game could have been so much more i love the ip but they just played it too safe and it works it's a game but just go play and you you could play outriders over this and probably have a better time for sure, you would have a better time. 
unless you were doing what we were doing and never lowering the difficulty and letting it go up when we unlocked the, that See, be, it became hard that was an interesting <laughs> mechanic though i'm glad outriders had that that was probably one of the coolest parts of it was that rising difficulty curve whereas this there was a difficulty curve but it felt very plateaui or it didn't matter at all maybe it didn't even matter because it said like recommended level whatever this is and we could tell when we had somebody that was like twice our level join our match that it was so much easier to clear a room. But in the end, we could still clear a room. Maybe it just took us a little bit longer like in any other playthrough. Yeah, competent people could should just be able to go through this entire game in one sitting, probably, which is mostly what we did. Yeah. This game was short. It was sweet, I guess. But it did not leave a lasting impression. All right. Try harder. Got it. I do feel bad bashing it, though. But... Maybe they yeah, can we're do bad better. reviewers. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel a little bad too. I, I don't know. It's I, like, but I can't recommend it. I yeah, just can't recommend. That's the what game. I'm saying. Like, don't buy the game. I'm sorry. Maybe they'll come out with DLC that'll make it better. But as oh, a, you know what? The the game had mutations. Yeah, I don't know how it. Mu- those mutations better be like fucking fiesta mode or something. But as far as I was looking, I think they all made the games harder. So I, I think I saw because there's a you can buy them. You have to buy them in the store with your fucking money. So there are weapons you can buy, but there's only like one more shotgun. It's like one more assault rifle. And I'm like, do these shops change? I don't know. I just bought the new shotgun. Oh, yeah, Nave, that was it. Like through our whole game through. Do you know how many times I switched weapons to a stronger gun? Once. Never. I never switched guns. You didn't get game. another gun at all? No, I never had another gun drop that was better than my current gun. The beginner starting gun. In Outriders, you're getting a new weapon every 10 minutes. This game, we played for 8 hours. I beat the whole game. And I was still using the beginner base weaponry. And it didn't matter. Like, I don't know what... That's we're probably to a good point. Yeah. Like, I guess... I can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because I wanted progression. But I should get a new gun, like one gun or attachment per mission or per chapter at least well that's like playing mortal Kombat and only uppercutting and leg sweeping you know what i mean like you can kill people that way but if you could kill every single enemy with a leg sweep uppercut just doing that over and over again you're gonna turn the game off you're not gonna like if you if you have no reason to learn fucking juggling combos with with noob cybot or smoke or whoever's in the newest game i can't remember you like other than just to look cool if you can just beat the game and beat people like it's like it's no fun beating children at fighting games you know what i mean like that you and that's what it felt like playing this game and it was either we were just we were just stomping on the necks of the aliens and sins or we would just randomly die just out of nowhere because we couldn't find health packs we were just war of attrition losing health and then at the end screen, you would just see 23 minutes lost. And you're just like, all right, guess we should put more turrets down next time. You know, it, it never felt satisfying to win or lose in this game. It's true. Yeah, and I don't know. It is definitely boring. Like, cause whenever I switch characters, I switch to a weaker character. That was a lower level. But I had more fun just using the new weapons. Like, maybe that's the whole thing is, like, you need to be, like, swapping characters more often or swapping classes 
because that sounds well, egregious. Yeah, like I mean, it's going to suck because you basically need to replay the first level. I think there's like six classes, which is a lot of classes. And they all level up individually, which is the guns level up individually. Oh, like, yeah. And the guns I don't, don't transfer between characters because the assault can't use any shotguns. And but the only attachments, obviously, yeah, obviously, <laughs> assault uses a, a rifle and a minigun, which is cool. But oh, god, I just wanted more from this game. Give me more and make it good, you know. Maybe we'll show up and we'll, we'll do another episode on this game two years later. We'll do a Matt McMuscles, what happened. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Like, I keep thinking, like, I know that um, Destiny 2 DLC just came out. I, and I keep looking. Is it out? Or is it coming out? And I'm like... I think it's coming out this month. If they put it on Game Pass, I feel like we might have to do a return to form. A Destiny 2 just left Game Pass, actually. Oh, no! Like, in, in November, I think. It was pretty surprising. Most people thought that it was going to get re-upped with the DLC, and that was going to be a big announcement, and then it just never happened. It was big pretty shocking. bummer. All right, never mind. Unless we get maybe some patrons. <laughs> maybe some money. <laughs> All right. So we don't have any current mail or feedback. We were kind of doing this episode right after our other one. So if you want to get in contact with us, please tweet at us. Nave is always manning the Twitter chair. And I'm actively checking the email. That's gamingtogetherpod at gmail.com or gamingtogetherpod. Game, game together. Game. At game together pod. Yes. At the Twitters. Gaming together pod is too long. Yeah. All right, Nave, what are we playing next week? Uh, Halo Infinite. Spoiler what? cast. No, I thought we oh, were cool. doing Stardew. I thought we were doing having Stardew for two weeks. What? Halo Infinite's our, our, short, our easy episode, right? And then, so we'll have two weeks to do a game? Yeah, Isn't I thought that... Stardew was going to be our easy episode. Stardew's easy to beat? Hey, man, Stardew, Stardew is just a take, vibe. It's going to take a long time. It's just what you feel. You don't beat Stardew. We'll, we'll get back to you, listeners. <laughs> it, it's either going to be Stardew or Halo. Or what if both? No. Oh. <laughs> All I right. want to talk about who I married, dude. I didn't even know you could marry people. Oh, I was married someone? someone. No, I didn't. We just started. Yeah, I was about to say, like, how'd you marry somebody? You can only give one gift per day, or no, two gifts a week. That's it. Yeah, just figure that out. And depending on what you give them, some people don't like some stuff. Yep, I figured that out too. Well, did you give like a dandelion to the hobo, and he's like, "You think because I'm homeless, I want this trash?" No, I just walked around giving people gifts and everything I gave everyone, they hated. So I was like, all right. Well, I was fishing. I was fishing and I was just giving people fish. I was like, here is a sunfish. And they're just like, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> bitch. Eat it. It's a fucking fish. Release it back into the water. I don't care. Wait, what would you say if somebody like the new farmer in town just gave you a fish while you were walking down the street, minding your I own mean, business? If, if I lived in a rural area where people ate, like, there's a fisherman. That's all he does in the village. So it's like, I'm sure fish become gifts right like that's a, that's what gotta be a are thing, you right? saying right now fish become gifts yes it's like you know here's some food <laughs> it's just like here's a here's a cake but here's a here's okay. a thing that is nourishing to you you tell me that you get the same gift value out of giving somebody a cake as you get from giving them a raw fish well no because the fish is <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever i'm sure someone wants the fish
Yeah, I just okay. haven't met them yet. Maybe they're <laughs> the ones I'll marry. <laughs> the ones that want the raw fish. Maybe the, the wizard in the forest or whatever. What wizard in the forest? <gasps> Spoilers. All right. We're, I guess we'll do that. Are we playing any more Stardew tonight? Yeah, yeah we're playing Stardew tonight. Because I want to play. I, that's all I've been playing all day. I've just been fishing in Stardew. I'm just well, waiting on you. Let's get to it then. Thanks All for right. joining us, co-op partners. Maybe we can go shoot some aliens together next time, and it can actually be fun. Yeah, maybe it'll be in a, a ring world. Is that a Stardew reference? A, you shoot aliens in Halo. Yeah, I know. And it's fun. Like, okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Dude.